You are listening to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is episode 30, How to Get Immediate Engagement and Motivation. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also, as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here. Because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. If you listen to podcast episode five, Being Motivational, then you know the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. And if you did, here's a little refresher because you probably had a lot that has happened between then and now. Extrinsic motivators are rewards we get at work for doing something. They come from outside of us. Think of things like pay or bonuses or ice cream, pizza, reinforcement, recognition, praise, promotion, etc. Intrinsic motivators are the things that come from within us. The act of doing something in and of itself is rewarding. For example, if you love to organize, you organize. No one has to buy you pizza or donuts. Of course, if they do, like, hey, bring it on. Um, But there are a lot of different intrinsic motivators at work. These are important to recognize because I think we overemphasize extrinsic motivators at work. The reason I bring this up is because examples of intrinsic motivators are things like mastery or doing something purposeful or using our strengths or being autonomous. And here comes the big finish, achieving goals. Goals are intrinsically motivating. We want to accomplish goals. Benchmarks and expectations have been proven time and time again to improve performance. So if you want more engagement and motivation in your team starting tomorrow, or you can actually start today if you want, then set effective goals. Generate energy with your team around a common challenge. Goals help us to achieve results. So if you want higher quality, we set a goal to attain higher level of quality. If we want to increase production or reduce customer complaints or create more employee engagement, we simply set goals. If I actually told you to stop what you're doing right now and go run around the building that you're, uh, wherever you are, maybe you're in the home or office or um, Starbucks or the gym, that would be like the most convenient. Um, You would do that in a certain amount of time. Let's say, let's say that time was six minutes. Then if I told you, oh my gosh, the last person who ran around the building, similar to you, of course, similar athletic ability, did it in four minutes, but you get a chance to improve your time. You know what would happen? Most of you would go faster the second time around. The goal itself would increase your performance. Ah, 
It's that competitive spirit that shines through. But beware, not all goals are motivating. Because if I told you to run around the building in like two minutes, you'd be like, uh, no. And if I said, do it in five minutes and 58 seconds, you'd be like, uh, like, <laughs> why? Goals need to be crafted effectively. And they need to be discussed collaboratively. Because after all, what if you don't actually want to run around the building? And what if you think it's a dumb goal and has no relevance to your work and life? Yeah, I know. So chances are you have heard of SMART goals. If not, it's an acronym for goal development and a way that makes goal setting more effective and much more meaningful. But did you know there were two chaps who did research on the value and benefit of goals? Their name was Locke and Latham, and their goal setting principles are actually reflected in the SMART goal acronym. Their five principles are one, goals need to be clear. They need to be specific enough to drive our actions. Number two is they have to offer us challenge. We have to find that sweet spot of not being too easy, like, because then it's it's boring, um, or too impossible, because then frustration can lead us to apathy. We have to find the stretch goal that prompts some, but not too much stress. The third goal-setting principle that Locke and Latham identified was commitment, meaning that we need discussion and buy-in. We need to have a dialogue and our employees have to help shape their goals. Number four is feedback. We have to provide regular ongoing feedback on goal progress and achievement. And the last one is task complexity. We have to create goals around things that are challenging and complex without overdoing it. So we want to incorporate those goal setting principles into goal development to make them the most energizing and motivating. And of course, the SMART acronym helps us do that because SMART is designed to support those five goal setting principles. So we craft our goals to be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. And SMART goal setting is actually much more complicated. I think it's harder than most people realize, Uh, but it's so important because they give us a clear benchmark and something to strive for. I think what's challenging though about goal setting at work is, especially when it comes to organizational goals, is that employees understand the results that they're supposed to accomplish, but sometimes we lack the connection to the day-to-day work to achieve them. So what I want to highlight is the difference between performance goals and learning goals. Performance goals are about the outcome, and that's what we typically measure. They commonly answer, well, did we perform better or not? Did we improve quality? Did we reduce safety infractions? Did we improve customer service, for example? But learning goals is about engaging the mind to enhance performance. It's a way to engage others in the meeting of the performance goal through understanding and action. Both of these types of goals are meaningful and important, and learning goals actually help us to reach performance goals. So I think we need to do even more learning goals. So let's say we're missing important project deliverables in our team. We could set goals in the following way. A lame goal, not smart, would be improve the timeliness of project deliverables. And I know that's lame because it's way too big and it's not really measurable and it's not time bound. But I hear a lot of people setting goals like that, FYI. A performance goal would be improve timeliness on project deliverables by 5% in the next 60 days. That's also a SMART goal, by the way. 
A learning goal would be identify two obstacles that affect project timelines in the next 30 days. So what you'll notice is the performance goal is about the result we want, improving timeliness, but the learning goal helps us to achieve the performance goal, in this case, by understanding obstacles. They move us towards the result by connecting actions and learning to the overall goal. So if your organization has performance goals, which most of them do, for example, in financials or sales or service or production or quality, then I think it's helpful to focus on learning goals in your team because learning goals lend themselves really well to collaboration. They lend themselves to teamwork. And if we can engage our employees in developing the goals and learning more about Uh, causes and problems and possible solutions, we're actually strengthening their problem-solving skills and their critical thinking skills at the same time. So let me give you another example, and this is an example on a larger scale. Let's say your company has a goal to increase revenue, and there are like 500 people in your organization. Now, chances are about 480, those people would be a little bit confused about how they contribute to that overall goal because they might be in an operational role or maybe even a service role, not direct sales. But still, as the leader, it's our role to connect those dots. And so we have to get our team engaged in that overall goal, but how? So let's say our organization has a sales goal of increasing revenue by 10% by year end. Your team is responsible for service and your team is like, yo, how am I supposed to increase revenue We're in a service capacity. And you're like, yo, not sure. (laughs) However, you say that in your head. You don't say it out loud because, you know, like, yo, you're the boss. But your team doesn't exactly know how to contribute. And so, you know what's going to happen to you? You're going to eat all kinds of donuts because you're so stressed out thinking that someone from senior management might ask you how your team is doing on supporting the revenue goal. Oh, but you know what? You learn about learning goals. Mm, And now you pivot your thinking. All right. So here's a train of thought about how your team can contribute to the overall sales goal and increasing revenue. Because you know that complaints lead to dissatisfaction and complaints reduce customer loyalty. You want to increase loyalty and you can do that in your service center. So you engage your team in developing a few learning goals. And here's what you might come up with. You could say, hey, our team is going to focus on reducing complaints because we know complaints create dissatisfaction and dissatisfaction leads to customer attrition. It takes more energy and effort to win new customers than to retain the current ones. So we're going to reduce complaints in our area. If you were focused on this particular mission, you could craft some learning goals around customer complaints. And the cool part about this is these goals could be cascaded to individuals or you could create partners on your team and really think about how to distribute and sequence these goals. But here are some examples of learning goals. You could say, number one, Identify the top two most common customer complaints by X date. That's a learning goal and it's also smart. 
The next one would be to do some research on two solutions, possible solutions for each of those top two customer complaints that would aid in the resolution of the complaints by X date. Number three, we could determine the best way to train our team on the new processes and practices by X date. And then number four, we assess our progress towards improving complaint resolution by X date. Those learning goals will support the overall performance goal of the company, and it helps your team to see the connection between the big results that the company is trying to get and how they can contribute to those goals through learning goals. And that's why I think learning goals are so awesome. What also is so great about them is it engages your team in problem solving and collaboration and teamwork while supporting the organizational goals. This is like a happily ever after situation. So if you think I want some immediate engagement and motivation, think about goal setting. Goal setting is intrinsically motivating. But what you need to know about it is there are goal setting principles that make goals effective or not. We need clarity, challenge, commitment, feedback, and task complexity. We also could set performance goals or learning goals. And I think learning goals is one of the best ways to help us actually to achieve those performance goals because they enable the performance goals to be accomplished. That helps employees make the connection between the overall results that the company wants and what they can do day-to-day to contribute to that goal. So the question is for you, what goal could you engage your team in tomorrow that would have the biggest positive impact on improving performance? Because if you can answer that question, you can immediately increase the engagement and motivation in your team. All right, here's a goal for you. How about you tell two people you know about this podcast? Let them know what you're learning and what they might be able to learn as well. Super cool, right? (laughs) And then join me next time. Because next time we're going to talk about self-coaching. How to coach yourself before you coach others.